Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Good morning, everyone. It's Jen here, and welcome to another episode of the Simply and Fiercely Show. Today, I am answering another reader question that I received via Instagram, and it is all about creating a strong vision for decluttering. Now, I am pretty sure the person who submitted this question has been following me for a while, because another thing that they said is, quote, I have trouble sustaining decluttering motivation, and I feel a clearer vision would help. Now, this is something that I 110% agree with, but if you are new to my work, to the podcast, etc., you just might not be as familiar with this concept of a vision for your decluttering and why it's important. So before I answer the question of how to create your vision, I just want to take a moment to talk about the why because I really believe that this is something that's absolutely essential for anyone who is decluttering. I genuinely believe that investing just a bit of time and energy into this upfront is going to save you so much in the long run, and it's just going to make the whole process more enjoyable, and you're going to feel more successful. So um, let's dive in. Let's start with an analogy. (laughs) Regular listeners are going to know that I cannot live with analogies live without analogies, I should say. Um, It really is the best way to explain things, you know. Um, So let's pretend that you and I are friends and we are out having a cup of coffee. And out of nowhere, you say to me, hey, Jen, I've got this great idea. We should go away for a weekend together, you know, a bit of a girl's trip. Wouldn't that be fun? And so if you said that to me, I am sure I would say something, oh, yeah, you know, that sounds brilliant. We should definitely do that one day. And then um, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I can say that if we had that conversation in real life, we'd be all excited. But then, you know, the conversation would change and nothing would eventually happen. Right. So this idea of a girl's trip would just never kind of move beyond the idea stage. It would be something that we'd keep saying, oh, we're going to do that one day. We're going to you know, do that one day. But in reality, nothing happens. And so I think that this is where a lot of people are with their decluttering. It's like, yeah, decluttering is a great idea. Maybe they've poked around, they've kind of done a little bit, but in reality, they're not fully motivated. And decluttering just sort of remains this quote unquote someday task that, you know, you'd like to do, but there's just never enough time or energy. And it's just never something that moves to the top of your to-do list. Okay. So that's kind of where most people are. Now, let's look at another possibility. Let's go back to our pretend conversation about our lovely weekend away. Let's say that after you made the suggestion about going away, you pulled out your phone and then you showed me this boutique hotel that you'd been looking at online. It's in a neighboring city. And together we start like, going through your phone, looking at all the different images, you know, ooing and eyeing, and perhaps even going as far as like comparing the different room types, 
checking pricing or availability of the hotel or like looking at the hotel restaurant and looking at the menu and sort of talking about what we would order. I don't know if anyone else does this. This is something I genuinely do. I love looking at hotel menus. Um, But anyway, if we went through this whole kind of, we spent this extra time looking at all these details and feeling more excited about the idea of our trip, how do you how do you think this would change the likelihood of us going away? Now, obviously, you know, it's going to depend on your situation. If you genuinely don't have any money to go on a weekend away, then all the planning in the world won't make a difference. But I would say that generally speaking, the more time you spend looking at all the nitty-gritty details behind your imaginary trip, the more likely you are to follow through with it. And I actually have a theory for why this is. There is a concept in human behavior or psychology, I don't even really know, um, called loss aversion. And long story short, the basic principle is that we as very normal human beings really, 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 really hate to lose things. So the theory actually goes on to say that we feel the pain of a loss considerably stronger than we feel the joy of a similar gain. So for example, if you lost $5, that pain, relatively speaking, is much stronger than the joy of finding $5. So if you take this back to the concept of follow through, right, when you just make an offhand remark about like, oh yeah, we should go away for the weekend, then you don't go. There's no real loss because you never really felt like that trip was yours to begin with. But if you spend an hour to planning the trip, imagining the details, how you think you're going to feel when you get there, what you're going to do, you know, your sightseeing, where you're going to eat, all of that fun stuff, right? When you really start to build that vision in your mind, well, what happens is that then the idea of not going, of not following through with your trip, um, of having, you know, maybe wasted a few hours planning, all of that feels like a loss. And as I said, we really, really want to avoid loss. So now we're that much more likely to follow through on the trip. And so like when we think about decluttering, this loss aversion is obviously part of what makes decluttering so hard. We don't want to feel the loss of giving up our stuff. But when we understand how loss aversion works, we can kind of use it to hack our brains. So when you have a strong vision of what your life will be like after you do your decluttering, Then you start to build an attachment to it, right? Just like you were building that attachment to that weekend away. And then the potential pain of giving up that vision, of giving up the dreams that you have for yourself, becomes stronger than the pain of giving up your stuff. Okay? So this is why I am so obsessed with this concept of having a strong vision. From experience, I can say with 100% confidence that it helped me stay motivated to declutter. Um, It also helped me stop shopping. As all of you probably know, I used to be a shopaholic. um, And I kind of think that for most people, shopping is kind of the flip side of decluttering. And having a strong vision also helps you make uh, easier decisions, I guess you could say, about what to keep. Because if you think about it, right, you have this strong vision for your future. So now you have some criteria. And so you can ask yourself, does this item I'm struggling to declutter, does it belong in that future that I'm imagining for myself or not? All right. 
So that is the why behind having a strong vision. There are so many benefits, and hopefully I have encouraged you to really think about it. I'll actually mention that I am so passionate about this concept and the power it can have in just your everyday life that I actually have a whole program that teaches this. It is called Values and Vision. Um, It is currently closed for enrollment, but if you're curious, you can sign up for my mailing list. Go to simplyfiercely.com slash free guide to sign up. You'll get my free decluttering guide, and then you'll also be on my list so you get updates and stories and advice, basically the kind of stuff I talk about on the podcast. Um, And then you'll also be notified the next time that I open Values and Vision for enrollment. But in the meantime, I do have three tips that I'm going to share with you that I think will really help you create a strong, compelling vision for decluttering. Okay, so um, number one is be specific and do some research. So, for example, let's say that really broadly speaking, one of the reasons you want to declutter is because, you know, you want to spend less time cleaning and more time living your life, right? Um, Which I think is a valid reason for decluttering and something I hear a lot of people say. But let's face it, this concept of like more time for yourself or more time living your life or like more quality time with family, right? Any of these kind of statements, whichever one resonates with you. Really, when you look at it, it's very vague, isn't it, right? It sounds nice. It sounds really beautiful, but it's not very compelling. So what I recommend that you do is that you get out a pen and a paper and you really brainstorm what specifically would you do, right? If you wanted to have more time for yourself, if you wanted to spend more quality time with your family. And then once you get a few ideas going, go a step further and do some research and be more specific. Okay. So let's say, for example, one of the things that you said is like, oh, when my life is less busy and cluttered, I want to get outdoors and spend more time with my family. Great. Okay. But again, still, that's kind of along the lines of let's go on a weekend away. Still vague, still hard to feel fully committed. So to create depth to your vision, do some research, right? Make a list of day trips or walking trails you'd like to visit. Look them up online. Figure out the best time of year visit. Um, You know, look at the different photos. Maybe like map out itineraries, right? So I'm going to go for like, we're going to go on a day trip to this place. And oh, look, here's like a nice ice cream shop or something we can go to, right? The possibilities are endless and the details, um, in terms, from my standpoint, don't matter, but the details do for you. So you need to like pick on those little details that are going to start to make that experience that you'll eventually have come alive in your mind. And for me, when you do that, it just creates so much more emotion. And I should just mention that for me, the thing that I envisioned, my vision when I was decluttering was really centered around travel. Um, I've always loved to travel. But at the time when I was decluttering, it wasn't really realistic for me in that exact moment. I was still in a lot of debt, um, which is what happens when you're a shopaholic for 15 years. So like I was thinking about these trips that I wanted to do, and it really helped motivate me to declutter, even though it wasn't something that was around the corner. Um, I did eventually, when I got married, I went on a seven-month honeymoon, and that was still a few years down the road. But just the time that I invested researching these trips really helped me to commit in my mind to decluttering. 
the life that I wanted felt so real, this future that I was dreaming about, that going backwards or not following through just didn't even feel like an option. It was just too hard for me to give up, right? That loss aversion, I was so committed to my future. Okay, so that's what I want you, I really encourage you to try. It doesn't have to be something as dramatic as going on a trip, if that doesn't feel like that resonates with you. It could even be something as simple as writing a list of the books that you would like to read when you have more time and putting them in order, maybe even putting a hold on the first one at the library or something like that. Just anything you can do to kind of try to make your vision for the future less imaginary, less, you know, oh, that would be nice someday, and to really start to make it real for you, okay? So allow yourself to play with the um, the details. Also, give yourself permission to daydream. I mention that because I know that as an adult, we kind of feel like daydreaming is a waste of time when we have so many other things that we could be doing. But I genuinely believe that creating space to dream, honestly, is absolutely essential and it will pay off in spades when it comes to decluttering or honestly, like with any big goal that you're trying to achieve in your life. Okay, so moving on to tip number two, and this is, I just love this tip. Um, When we think about our vision for the future, most people tend to think in like really practical terms, think about things like goals, right? So for like example, I'll get a promotion or I'll get a new house or I'll retire. Um, And of course, there's a time and a place for that kind of goal setting. But in terms of creating a vision that will help you declutter, I don't find that kind of thinking very helpful. And that's because, and I guess I, I can only speak for myself, but deep down, I am a highly emotional person. And you've all heard me say this before, but when we use willpower to declutter, we kind of when we kind of force ourselves to get rid of things in a way where we're like, oh, decluttering is going to help me achieve this goal with that really type A mentality. I I don't feel like that's really sustainable in the long term, right? Because eventually your willpower runs out um, and it's hard to keep going if we don't have that internal motivation. And that internal motivation for me is almost like a feeling in the body. So it's not logic driven. It's almost just like, it's really hard to explain. It's like something that comes from within. And I'm having a hard time explaining it, but the way that I bring it into my decluttering is by using my different senses. Okay. So I know this sounds probably a little bizarre, but just stick with me and I I think I'll be able to explain it to you. Let's use my bedroom, for example. One of my visions when I am doing any decluttering in my home, particularly my bedroom, is to create a place that feels like a haven, right? Somewhere where I can retreat at the end of the day to relax and recharge and just feel that like kind of sense of at the end of the day, right? Where everything goes off and you just start to feel good and you're just like recharging your batteries. And it's funny because even now, like I'm trying to explain this to you and even the words that I've used so far to communicate just don't feel like they're sufficient when I think about the vision that I have in my head. But when I add in my senses, right, everything changes. So for example, scent. I, when I'm thinking about that vision, that retreat feeling for my bedroom, whether I actually have like a candle burning or anything, um, 
regardless, I kind of think of the smell of lemongrass. So I've been really fortunate. I've traveled around um, Southeast Asia in the past and been to some really like the most gorgeous, delightful spas I've ever been to in my life. Um, And so now I have this kind of imprint on my brain where when I think about the smell of lemongrass, it's just like this deep, deep sense of relaxation, right? And so when I close my eyes and I think about the vision that I have for my bedroom, it's almost like I can smell that lemongrass. Um, I think it's like kind of like muscle memory, I guess. It just triggers something in me. Um, it's this whole body feeling and it is just so strong. Like I can just, I know how I want to feel when I smell lemongrass, right? And so there's other ways for some people it's a song. Like you probably have a song that when you hear that song, it just like triggers a feeling inside of you or maybe a flavor. Like maybe, you know, there's a dish your grandmother used to cook for you. And now when you think about that flavor, it really evokes like a deep sense of homeliness, right? Like that welcoming, inviting home. And if that's the way that you want your house to feel, you might not have like a clear vision in terms of, okay, well, this is exactly what my living room and my kitchen is going to look like. But you can remember how you felt when you ate that meal and that feeling is part of your vision, right? And so it kind of creates, I don't know, I feel like it's a deep knowing. And so when we bring this back to decluttering, when I am really in complete aware of my senses about how I want to feel, it's just so much easier to make decisions about what does or doesn't belong in my life, right? And also to stay motivated. It's not conscious. It's not logical. It's just a feeling. And when you can intentionally replicate that, it is the best, okay? It just makes it so much easier easier to be motivated and to let go. So yeah, that's um, to recap my tips so far for creating a strong vision are to get really specific, like do research, get as many details as you can to make your vision seem tangible. Then to add another layer, use your senses, you know, music, like feeling. You can imagine how your skin feels, imagine what you're smelling, right? And then I guess um, probably my third tip to tie everything up is to tap into your memories, okay? So I think this is really helpful, especially if you are someone who has a hard time imagining the future, especially if what you want feels impossible compared to where you are right now, okay? So for example, if your life is super busy, your like home is filled with clutter, right? It might be impossible to imagine just taking the afternoon off to read a good book no matter how many, you know, re- reading lists that you make, right? And I get that. I definitely experienced that myself um, growing up in the sense that I believe it can be hard to imagine what's possible when it's never been modeled for you. So for example, um, my grandparents and my mother are without a doubt the hardest working people I've ever met. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, um, but it Like my grandparents always deserve another shout out. They had a restaurant um, that they opened. They opened it as a full service restaurant when I was in kindergarten, although um, I think it was a carryout before that. But anyway, they worked 365 days a year, well into their 60s. Like when I was a kid at Christmas dinner, we would have it at my grandparents' Chinese restaurant. And even as a kid, we would get up from our own dinner to go serve other people. Like my grandparents would be enjoying Christmas dinner with us. 
while also cooking for the other people in the restaurant. So, you know, coming <laughs> coming from that kind of background, there was definitely a time when imagining what it would be like, right, to create this vision for a slower, more relaxed life was really incomprehensible to me, right? Like it was just so far-fetched. So if that's you, um, or I guess honestly, to some extent, I think this can apply to everyone. If you are having a hard time creating this kind of imaginary vision for your future, you can try also just tapping into a memory from the past, even if it's just a one-off moment. So for example, um, I think it was last year, I was talking with one of my clients and she was talking about her vision for her home and her decluttering. And it was really centered around this concept of family and creating a really welcoming, homey space um, Yeah, for her. I think she had four kids. And so one of the things when we came, when we were talking that came up was that she had recently been at a wedding where her, and she had this photo of her with her kids. And she was just talking about like, this real intense feeling of pride and love that just swelled up inside of her when she looked at this photo and just remembered that that moment in time, right? So my advice to her was whenever she's decluttering and she finds herself not feeling motivated or kind of spiraling, I don't know if you get this sometimes, where sometimes you kind of know that something isn't that big of a deal, like, I'll, I'll feel this sometimes. I'm like decluttering a shirt, right? Um, and you're like, I know this shouldn't be hard. Like, it's just a shirt. shouldn't matter. But for some reason, I'm finding this really hard and I'm feeling so much more attached than I kind of know that that it's more than feels logical. Tap into that feeling, right? Because that feeling is kind of like the big picture. It helps pull you out of that kind of emotional whirlwind where you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then you're like, oh, yeah. I remember what matters. It's my family. It's that pride, right? I've got this this memory that I can tap in. And I promise you that when you sort of shift gears mentally, you'll then look back at whatever you're decluttering and go, oh yeah, I don't even care about this shirt, right? This shirt matters so little in the big scheme of things, okay? And so it's just sometimes hard, like, and I'm not judging people if you do kind of find yourself spiraling because I've been there so much. I'm just offering this as a hack or a tip or whatever you want to call it, a way to pull yourself out of that spiral. Just the more that you can tap into your vision and what matters to you, it is just so much easier to see what doesn't. Okay. So that, my friends, was, I can say with complete confidence, one of the most important keys to, on my um, own decluttering journey in terms of, of finally making progress after a lot of years of struggling. And I really hope that after le- um, after listening to this, that you feel motivated and excited to create your own vision and hopefully um, make some progress with your own decluttering. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again 